You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Psalm 8 in your Bibles. Whenever we have the Lord's Supper, I don't usually preach as long. Don't get your hopes up, but I don't usually preach as long. But I always try to preach something uh, in relation to the death of Jesus on the cross. I always, I always like to, to tie that in. And of course, really, that's our message, is it not? Our message is we preach Christ and Him crucified. And I'm glad for the fact that Jesus was willing to die on the cross, but He didn't stay dead. Oh, from the grave He arose. Hallelujah. And we serve a risen Savior. But Psalm 8... I, I've, I've preached from this before. I've not preached the entire psalm, but I've preached parts of it before. But as I was studying this last week and praying about which psalm to bring in our series, it's almost like Psalm 8 kind of jumped out in one particular verse we'll look at in a minute. But it says in Psalm 8, verse number 1, O Lord, that's the name for Jehovah. O Lord, uh, the, the creator of the universe, the God of all gods, Jehovah, O Lord, our Lord. That word Lord, you can see one is all caps, the other is capital L and then lowercase O-R-D. That word Lord is the word, the name Adonai. That means master. And I hope that your the, the, the Jehovah God of the universe, I hope he's your master. I hope that you have given him control of your life. I hope as, as you could picture a, a person in the military, I hope that you have, you have come to before the Lord today and said, Lord, yes, sir, whatever you want, I'll do it. Whatever you say, I'll do it. Wherever you send me, I'll go. Your will is my will, and I want to fulfill what you have for me. But he says, oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. That word excellent means powerful. It means glorious. It means majestic. That's where we get songs like glory to his name or how great thou art. What a lovely name, the name of Jesus. You see, you and I cannot describe the greatness of God. Notice even David, who was a man after God's own heart, the sweet psalmist of Israel. He just says, oh, Lord, our Lord. How excellent is thy name? And that's not a question. That's an exclamation. He says, Lord, we just, we can't even begin to scratch the surface with how glorious your name is. Hallelujah for the name of our Lord. This exclamation is given. That word, uh, verse number uh, one, it says, who has set thy glory, his majesty, his splendor above the heavens. Verse number two, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visitest him. Lord, would you speak and help us as we look at your word. I need your 
power. I need your wisdom. I need you to give me clarity of thought, clarity of speech. I pray that you'd speak to the heart of each and every person here as they listen, as they receive the word of God. May it not return void, but may it accomplish that which you have intended for it to accomplish tonight. We ask and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. The excellence of God's name. It's excellent in all the earth. It's excellent for all generations. We hear names today. You might hear names like Oprah. That name means something to some people. You might hear names like Obama or names like Trump or names like Tiger. And I'm not talking about the animal at the zoo. I'm talking about the golfer, you know, Tiger Woods. You might hear names like LeBron, who is a basketball player, for those of you that did not know. Maybe you've heard names like Jordan or Pele or Muhammad Ali or People of the past, Churchill, Hitler, Castro. Those are some pretty big names. But you know what's amazing is there are reaches in our world, there are places in our world where those names are not known. Maybe right here and right now we say, well, everybody knows about LeBron James or everybody knows about uh, uh, Michael Jordan or everybody knows about uh, our president, Donald Trump, but not everybody knows those names. But can I tell you, those names as popular or as famous as some of those names are, those names do not begin to compare with the name of our God. Those names pale in comparison. Last Sunday, there was another famous person. His name was Kobe Bryant, who passed away in that helicopter accident. It's been interesting to me this week. It's been very, very eye-opening this week to see how many people were affected by the death of a basketball player. You see, what he did for people was he gave them some enjoyment. He gave them some excitement. If you were a Los Angeles Lakers fan, or if you are a Los Angeles Lakers fan, he brought a lot of, uh, of trophies and a lot of championships and Personally, he won, I think, in his 20-year uh, career, he was an all-star 18 years out of 20. He was an amazing basketball player. But I'll tell you this, as much as I enjoyed watching him play, uh, my dad was a, a Lakers fan, and so, of course, uh, you'd really tune in to those championship games and things like that. As much as I enjoyed watching him play or as much as I enjoyed cheering for the Lakers, I never met Kobe Bryant. I never talked to him. As a matter of fact, I don't mean to say this callously or harshly, he never did anything for me. But yet his name has been revered. His name has been exalted this week. But I got news for you. A basketball player's never done anything for you compared to what God did for you. A basketball player has never even come close to impacting your life like Almighty God has. You see, not only did God create you, not only did God create me, you see, we wouldn't be here if it were not for God. Not only did He create you, but He loves you, and He cares about you, and He supplies your needs. Brother Roebuck, I loved hearing what you said about how God has just supplied your needs. 
Isn't that amazing? God does that. God takes care of his children. God cares for his own. And God has done so much for us. And his name is to be exalted. Notice verse 2. Not only is his name excellent, but in verse 2, this will blow your mind. God chooses to use us. Now think about this. If you are the God of the universe, you don't need a pile of dirt. You don't need a human being. You don't need a sinful man to do anything to accomplish your purpose. God doesn't need us. God was God before we ever came along, and God will still be God after we're gone, but God chooses to use us. Notice verse 2. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. You know what God chooses to use? He chooses to use the weak things of this world to confound the mighty. He chooses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. This scripture is quoted by Jesus when he made his triumphal entry into Jerusalem and the children shouted out and the children cried, Hosanna, thou son of David. And Jesus said, as it was written out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, hast thou ordained strength? Can you believe that God would choose to use us? God can use the child. God can use the, the person who is small. God can choose the person that is weak. God can choose anybody who is willing to be yielded to him. Verse number three, David said this. He said, when I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained. Do you realize how small we are on planet earth? Do you realize how small planet Earth is in our solar system? Do you realize how small our solar system is in our galaxy? Do you realize that our galaxy is just one of millions of galaxies and God created every bit of it? And yet God created all of that, the sun and the moon and the stars. But hang on, we get to verse four. And David said, I just, I can't believe that God would care about us. I can't believe that God would be mindful. That word means that he would think about, that he would remember us. What is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visitest him? That word visit means literally to care for, uh, to pay attention to the needs of someone. I'm so glad that God not only thinks about us, but he cares about us. He meets our needs. Then we get to verse number five, and this is an interesting, interesting twist here in Psalm 8. He says, for thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. And that is true. God put man over creation. We are to rule over creation, the plants and the animals and the, the world. Man was put in charge of that. Man was given dominion of that. But we're made a little lower than the angels. It says in verse 7, all sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field and the fowl of the air and the fish of the sea and whatsoever passeth through the paths of the sea. Perhaps you've heard the story before. I've heard it years ago and I looked it up this week. But there was a man 
who was a U.S. naval officer. His name was um, uh, Matthew Morey. As a naval officer, he uh, retired because of some sickness. He could not continue, and he was a, a born-again Christian. He was a student of the Bible. And one day as he was reading this passage, it, it, it captured him. He said, you know, it says there specifically the paths of the sea. And he began to study, and he began to chart, and he discovered and he realized that the ocean has currents. And the ocean and the atmosphere, the wind creates ocean currents, and he discovered ocean currents, and he charted those and he mapped those, and at the time he discovered those, it could save a ship up to three weeks travel time crossing the ocean. And they hailed him as a genius and they hailed him as an amazing uh, man to discover this. But he said this, he said, it was in the Bible all along. And he studied the Bible. There's a monument in Virginia that has been set up in his honor. It calls him the pathfinder of the seas. It says the genius who first snatched from the oceans and atmosphere the secret of their laws. The monument goes on to say his inspiration was the Holy Bible, Psalm 8, 8. Isn't that amazing that science is still trying to catch up with the Bible because God already knows, it's already figured out, God's got it squared away. But then we get down to verse number 9 and we see a repeat of verse 1 almost. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Would you turn with me, please, to the book of Hebrews. I'd ask for you to turn with me to Hebrews 2 because Hebrews 2 quotes Psalm 8. Hebrews chapter 2, beginning in verse number 5, it says, For unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come whereof we speak. But, in one, but in one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor and didst set him over the works of thy hands. Now, don't go to sleep on me because this is not just a rehash of Psalm 8. This is a new gear. This is a new level. This is something that ought to bless you and bless me and it ought to cause us to shout because verse 8, it says, Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. Verse 9, hang on, whoa, hang on. But we see Jesus. Oh, hang on. You see, not only did God think about us, not only was he mindful of us, not only did he visit us by caring for us and attending to our needs, but God visited us in person. Jesus Christ put on the robe of flesh and he became a man and he came to visit us so that he could live among us 
so that he could know what we go through. He could be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Jesus knows what it's like to suffer in all points like as we have yet for him without sin, the Bible says. But Jesus came and he visited us. In verse 9, it says, we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for who? Every man. He came to visit us. He came to die for us. He came to experience death on the cross. So you and I, would never have to experience death in hell. He experienced death for us so that you and I could experience eternal life. He came and died on a cross so that we could have a home in heaven. He came and suffered and bled and was beaten and mocked and was ridiculed and was scourged and he was mocked and, and he was, uh, he was uh, laughed at and he was spit upon so that you and I could be called the sons of God, so that you and I could be children of the King. You see, soulmate is really just a precursor to Hebrews 2, where we see that God was mindful of man and God visited man, but we get to Hebrews 2 and verse 9, and we understand it's not all about man, because man sure messed things up, but it's all about Jesus, who came to die so that you and I could have eternal life. And that's why David says in the last verse of Psalm 8, he said, I just got to say it one more time. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent, how glorious, how majestic, how powerful is thy name in all the earth. The Bible tells us in Philippians 2, if you'll turn with me, we'll close with this, Philippians 2. It says in verse number five, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and was made and, and be, took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, verse 9, we're talking about that name again. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. We're talking about a name that's greater than Napoleon a name that's greater than Julius Caesar, a name that is greater than the kings and greater than the rulers and greater than the generals and greater than the, 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 the stars of today, a name that's above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That name, 
Jesus. Matthew chapter 1, it was prophesied. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. What a wonderful name. What an excellent name. What a powerful name. The name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.